1: Most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication; it goes to a relationship. Here's drilled
2: him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right, lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan and hopkins
3: This is Oscar Pflaumann. Uh, this
2: is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country, and this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. brought to you by Digitex Managed Print Services to keep your printing costs down?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
2: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, boss Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chet.
0: Welcome everybody, Bob Stauffer joining you from Columbus, the home of Rascal Flats. Yes, that is the...
3: I suppose Brendan Escott will take over the start of this show as we work to re-establish connection with the big guy, Bob Stoffer There, it is Oilers now on a game day. The first back-to-back of this young regular season. The Oilers coming off another tough start to last night's game. What can you say about it? You got to get the first goal in some of these. I mean, I don't know how much simpler we can make this from uh, from an analytics per- or an anal- analysis perspective. You give up the first goal in all these games, it's just not going to work out for you. Uh, So there it was. Lost to Detroit last night. We'll recap that. Uh, we're going to work right now, like I said, on getting Bob back on the tie line here as he's checking in from Columbus now. That's where they play tonight. 4 o'clock pregame show and uh, 5.30 face-off here on 6.30. Jet Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. So... Let's do this. We'll get right away, if I can turn this music down, into the direct work where Audio Vault. We'll get into the audio recap of last night's game in Detroit. Going into it, I thought if there was one on this road swing that they needed to win, it was going to be this game. Coming in, Detroit had lost eight in a row. And I can promise you, the game against Pittsburgh on Saturday afternoon is going to be a tough one. Game tonight against John Tortorella's group is going to be a tough one. But let's go to it. Audio recap brought to you in our Oilers now audio vault by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Jack Michaels on the call last night on the Oilers radio network. First of a three-game roadie. Next, right here, as the Oilers take on the Red Wings. Now you've got Helm on a breakaway.
2: In over the line, right to left. wrist shot denied. Go Koskinen with a clutch blocker save. Larkin tried to stuff it inside. Bertuzzi in the high slot. Curled a pass over. Hirose snaps it. Turning, shooting, and scoring. It's Dylan Larkin. And the Red Wings take a 1-0 lead. Power play goal for Larkin. Rebound poked free. High slot. Dished off. at the drive. Scores. 2-0. Dry settle McDavid cuts in, back he just missed top right corner. What a chance! He's muscled off by Larkin. Larkin gave it right back. Dry settle dishes, gets it back, shoots and scores. And Edmonton is right back in this game. Dry settle from McDavid with his tenth of the year. It's 2-1, and there's still 7-12 to play. Well, finally they get rewarded. And Cassian with the net front presence, Jack on the goal, and he was in there forechecking. Dry settle came away with the puck, but the Oilers created the turnover. Cassie went right to the front of the Larkin ball. Larkin got high stick by McDavid, and it wasn't called. Clefbaum to McDavid, beats a double team, then lost to the third Detroit player. Ronick fires it down the middle of the ice, dead center. And-
0: All right, uh, I believe we've uh, maintained uh, connection contact here. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer joining you in Oilers Now. Yes, that's the Oilers Now audio vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings at Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Edmonton losing last night, 3-1 to Detroit. Not good enough early in hockey games, that's a given. Um, you know The Oilers went into Chicago. The Hawks were 0-2 and 1. The Hawks were the more desperate team. They boxed out McDavid. They got early into McDavid uh, Is sort of in the uh, New twice area and used David Kampf against them a lot and uh, the owners got a light one but lost ultimately 3-1 in that game with an empty netter in Chicago. Then the next two games on the road were in Winnipeg. Scoreless game through a shootout. Winnipeg won in the shootout, one nothing. And then the Oilers shut out by Minnesota in both situations. The opposition team, again, really focusing on McDavid and dry settle. The orders with no secondary scoring. And uh, it was more of the same last night against Detroit. Dylan Larkin had a great game for the Red Wings. The orders were chasing. They're not getting any offense. To put things in perspective, last year for Edmonton, You had a situation where uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins scored 28 goals, uh, 22 goals for Alex Chason, 15 for Cassian. So what's that, 65 goals between the three of those guys? Cassian's got 3 nuge Nugent's got one. Chaseon Chaseon's got 11 shots in 10 games. So the Oilers need, to, and that doesn't even include the, the sort of the newer guys that are brought in that got a bunch of zeros. So, bottom line here, not enough juice. Oilers need to be better. Here's Dave Tippett breaking down the start, which was tepid uh, in last night's game.
1: They came out hard. I mean, you, we knew they were going to come out hard. They lost. Some games in a row there, so they came out jumping. Uh, we finally got our feet under us a little bit, but we were down two nothing. Took a penalty early, and then uh, they capitalized on it. And then we we turned the puck over, and it was it was two nothing. So you're chasing the game. You're just hoping to get yourself back into it. And we we pushed hard, but uh, the four on three or the power play, you'd like to see us get one there, and came up a little short there, and ended up uh, short on the game.
0: Whiter's got to be prepared to shoot the puck. Uh, including on the power play, like four and three, like way too passive. Ryan Nugent Hopkins says the others can't keep cementing the first goal.
1: I mean, obviously we don't want to uh, get behind the eight ball. We knew we knew they were going to come out uh, fast, coming back off. Uh, I think they were just coming from the road, but um, we, we knew coming in they were going to come out hard, and um, they had a, a couple early, and then uh, we just fought our way back uh, um, late into the game. But I mean, uh, we just couldn't find a find a way to score, so I got to Got to find that. I mean, uh, even though it was two nothing, uh, we made it two one, and we still had lots of chances to come back. So um, we've uh, done it in the past. We just gotta um, obviously uh, shoot yourself in the foot a little bit by uh, always always being down early, though. And
0: Dave Tippett added some additional comments on the Oilers finding any kind of scoring here.
1: Well, we've got, we got to keep working on it. That's, that's all you can do. There's, there's some opportunities. I mean, sooner or later, somebody's going to capitalize on one of those opportunities. I mean, Nuge had a couple of good opportunities the second period. Um, you know, we just we got to find a way to, to chip in throughout the roster here a little bit. And, you know, we're a little dry right now, but hopefully it'll come.
0: All right, so we'll get to what we expect to see tonight against the Columbus Blue Jackets. We'll tell you, four guests live coming up on today's show. Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, Oilers VP of Player Personnel, Scott Howlson at 105. He just got back from Europe, could give us a bit of an update on guys like Broberg and Berglund and a couple of Finnish players. Uh, NHL insider John Shannon, now twice a week on Oilers now. He'll join us at 135. Columbus Blue Jackets, color analyst on TV broadcast, local area product, Jody Shelley, real good guy to deal with. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Text line at 630, 630. River Creek Resort Casino hotline is 780 496 0063. That was the orders now. Audio vault. Um. Uh we'll tell you today for the optional three players skated. Those three players were Tomas Yurcho, William Lagason, Brandon Manning. Uh, my guess is those guys are out, which means two defensemen uh, in Manning and Laguson, which means Joel Person, who's on the trip, uh, could be coming back in the lineup. So uh, Yurcho for Grandlin would be an obvious flip. Uh, McDavid up front with Dry Settle and Cassian. I think that Nugent Hopkins, Kara, and Gagne showed some moments. Gagne was creating for Nugent Hopkins. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has got one goal on 28 shots on goal this year. It's a 3.6% shooting percentage. He's hit three goal posts and he's got two goals that were shots that were deflected in off of James Neal's body in you know, a Lynette, but he is not, uh, he's been fighting it a bit himself. Uh, Haas with Neal and Chase on. Chase on, grand total. Of 11 shots on goal in 10 games this year. Zero shots on goal in four of his last five games. He's got to get her going. Neil, by the way, has great career numbers against Columbus. 11 goals, 21 points in 22 games. The whole other team has really good numbers against Columbus. McDavid's got 17 points in eight games against the Blue Jackets. settle better than a point per game. Nugent Hopkins, five goals, 19 points in 16 games. Um... Again, with it looking like your chose out, uh, my assumption is Granlin will just slide in the left side and play with Sheehan and Patrick Russell. Uh, Manning taking the uh, optional today with Laguson, And if Persson goes back in, uh, it would be Nurse and Bear, Clefbaum and Persson, and then Russell and Benning. And uh, Russell's got to play the left side. That's become quite apparent. By the way, Persson's missed the last eight games with a concussion. Mike Smith will start in goal. He's 3-3 and 1 this year, 2.49 goals against Average in a 9-14 save percentage. Edmonton was 8-4-1 through 13 games last year. They're 8-4-1 right now. Actually, I should check that. I think they were 8-4-2 four, through 14. So, um, But bottom line here is the Oilers started 7-1. They've gone 1-3-1 in their last five, and they're really struggling to score goals. And their power play during that time has gone one for 13 which is part of the reason why they're struggling to score some goals. Uh, they're finding ways to win the game early in the year. Edmonton's Goals for has dropped from 2nd uh, 16 days ago to 19th. They're still in the top 10 in goals against. They remain 2nd in the league on the power play at 30.6%, but they got to shoot the pill. Their penalty kill at uh, 85% is 8. So top 10 uh, units. Um... And they're still getting good goaltending. They're 12th in the league in save percentage. But they were the slower team against Detroit. I think that was obvious. They didn't win enough one-on-one puck battles. And they're playing against another team tonight in the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's going to be hungry. Blue Jackets, of course, had a great year last year. Went 47-31-4. and The Oilers sculled them in the two games. Beat them uh, 4-0 here in Columbus and 4-1 back at Edmonton. Uh, by the way, Miko Koskinen, two lifetime starts against Columbus. He's got a 980 save percentage and a 0.5 goals against average. Got both wins last year. But as we all know, the Blue Jackets lost our Timmy Panarin, Matt Duchesne, and Sergey Bobrovsky off that team that pulled off that first round upset against Tampa Bay. Panarin signing a seven year deal with the Rangers, $11.6 million. He had 87 points last year. Duchesne came over in that trade. Uh, with the Ottawa Senators, just put up 12 points in 23 games. So it was pretty good in the playoffs. He signed a uh, seven-year deal in Nashville, eight million dollars per. And Bobrovsky was their number one goaltender for the seven previous seasons in Columbus, and he signed ten year or sorry, ten million dollars a year over seven years with the Florida Panthers. The Blue Jackets record is 5-4-2. They're 21st in goals for, 26 in goals against, 25th on the power play, 24th in the PK, 26th in face-off percentage, and 25th in uh, save percentage. This is a team that you know They're not as good as they were, but they're going to have to grind. They're going to have to play a little bit defensively. At times, they would trade chances against Edmonton over the last couple of years because they had Bobrovsky in goal, and the Orders found ways to win those games. They bombed them here a couple of years ago, 7-2. Different looking team right now. We got Scott Housen on. Speaking of Scott, eight of the players on their roster are still from the Housen regime. He hasn't been the GM here since February of 2013. So Ryan Murray is out with an injury. Isn't he always out with an injury? Uh, Dubinsky um, those guys are both hurt. The wrist injury for Davinsky, hand injury for uh, Murray, and then six guys that are all pretty big parts of this hockey team right now. Felino up front, their captain. Cam Atkinson scored 41 goals last year. Boone Jenner, love him, wish the Oilers had taken him in 2011 instead of David Musil. Uh, Boone Jenner scored 30 goals back in 15-16. Josh Anderson, real impressive uh, right wing that can skate, scored 27 goals last year. He's tough. David Savard, sort of a second pair and right uh, shot D and Jonas Corpusello, tonight's starting goaltender were all drafted uh, by Scott Housen. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois 27-goal season last year will center Felino and Atkinson. Alex Wenberg, who had a horrendous year last year two goals in 75 games he's already got two goals a season so he's matched that total. He'll be with Nyquist and Bjorkstrand out of the Portland Winterhawks. The aforementioned Jenner was Sonny Milano, who's got uh, highlight reel-esque type of ability on the left wing and Josh Anderson on the right wing. And then former winners draft pick way back in 2007. That was a draft uh, year that I was quite critical of Edmonton. I wrote a column in the Edmonton Sun um, when they took Alex Plon, 15th, and Riley Nash, 21st. Well, Riley Nash has now played 488 games in the NHL, just never played any for Edmonton. He'll be with two former players at Azure Garden of the Swedish Hockey League. Jakob Lilia and Emil Benstrom. We'll get more information from Jody Shelley on those guys a little bit later on. Zach Wierenski had been playing a lot with Steph Jones, but they might be splitting that pairing up. Uh, Marcus Nudevaro is back from an injury. He's played a bit with David Savard. And then uh, Vlad uh, Vladimir uh, Gavrikov and Dean Kukin. Kukin's a player of the Swiss League. Corpusello, as I mentioned, will get this start in between the pipes. So we'll see how it goes tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. Second, first, back to back all year. Second of a back to back situation. Good third period. Uh, I'm going to bring Brendan in this time. Brendan, I mean, our already know what's out there, right? I mean, you start the year 7-1, and one, and then you go 1-3-1 and one in the last five games, and I think fans are getting just a little bit of nervousness about the lack of secondary scoring. You think that's a fair assumption?
3: I think that's very fair, and I think that it's even more worrisome, because the same problem took effect last year. So, you know what? There's 69 regular season games left, so they've got plenty of time to figure it out, but let's, let's see some movement in that department. You know what I mean? Like, this has to get going sooner than later, um, because you don't want to end up falling down one of those holes. There were fortunate enough that they had the 5-0 and o start to get out to that buffer, but they need to start figuring out how this is going to happen yeah. from, from the bottom nine, really, Bob.
0: I do think, like, if Persson's back tonight, and it looks like he is, uh, I, I think that could help just their transition g- game a bit. I mean, Russell, there were four times last night, twice uh, in the offensive zone where pucks got wrapped around back to, to his point position, but he's a left shot, playing the right side. And he couldn't keep the puck in. And then Detroit was uh, really pushing it on the forecheck and selling out, and they created some turnovers. And I know that Russell had, like, I don't know, four or five puck touches where the puck ended up going, and it's just... It, you know, he's a left shot, and he might feel like he's more comfortable playing the right side, but he's statistically better playing the left, and it's not even close. Um, so even though Persons a really unproven player, he's got the dimension to make some plays. Because uh, for me, they've kind of been a different team. And again, uh, Larson had a terrible year by his standards last year. Good first two years in Edmonton, but he is missed right now. And so, the, the owners wanted lefty-righty combination. The whole talk all off season for the coaching staff was to get Chris Russell playing with Matt Benning. They've got that today. We'll see how Person handles getting back in the lineup after getting belted by Andrew Shaw. Um, I'm also a little bit concerned. I'll be frank with you with with Neil and Chase on playing together. I don't know if you can play those two guys together. I think because there seems to be confusion at times as to who's on right wing. I think Neal wants to play right wing, and I think Neal has produced at the level that has shown that he could be potentially a 30-goal. He's got 10 in 13 games. He could score 30 goals here. and so, uh, and in a Jason's case, he's had a history of producing the bottom six. So I might be inclined to finagle and change some other things around. We'll see how it goes. But this is a big hockey game for this team tonight. It is not the only game in the National Hockey League. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Bob Stoffer joining you today from Columbus, Ohio.
1: Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. And you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched.
0: All right. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, big player for the Oilers. It's got to get going here. It's 12-27 in Edmonton. Let's go to NHL today for elite promotional marketing, building tailored programs, uh, branded programs
3: for your team or business where your order is done on time, every time. At Elite Promotional Marketing, here's Brendan Escott. Six games tonight in the NHL with Montreal visiting Arizona and Vancouver hosting Los Angeles in the other Canadian action. 34-year-old D-man Brent Seabrook isn't happy. He's been a healthy scratch the last two games in Chicago. He told the Times that, uh, yes, some juice left in the tank, and he's got a lot to offer to Jeremy Colleton's group. Hall of Famer and longtime league executive Jim Gregory passed away at 83 years old. He was the general manager in Toronto from 1969 to 1979, building teams that made the playoffs eight times. The Bakersfield Condors are in San Jose playing the Barracuda right now in the matinee game. Uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings off until Friday when Saskatoon comes to Rogers Place. 10-3 and one, or 10-1 and three, rather. The Oil Kings are the WHL's top team. Right now. And the Golden Bears off this weekend, but get a home and home with the Calgary Dinos on November 8th and 9th.
0: There we have it. All right. Uh 1228 in Edmonton off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back and Oilers Now, our regular Wednesday contributor to the show, Brian Lawton. This is Oilers Now from Columbus.
2: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6:30 Chad.